Welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your host, Kendra. And Nicole. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounded weird. But thank you guys for joining us for another episode on Somebody's Mama Podcast. If it's your first time, welcome to the show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Stay a while. Listen to some of our other podcasts. This is our 59th episode. Ooh. So we have plenty of content for you guys to listen to and catch up on. You can also follow us on Instagram at somebody's mama pod, and you can listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So we're going to jump right into today's episode. Nicole, how was your week? Okay, so this past week, I could not figure out why I was just like in a rut like I didn't go to the gym Mm -hmm. I all I wanted to do was eat tacos and drink wine (laughs) you guys Paul is new to wine you guys yeah I'm new to wine I love it here I'm happy to be here um (laughs) I'm like just all about it and to the wild side (laughs) yes thank you thank you for having me I really wish I I should have started sooner truly yes but now that I'm here I'm grateful (laughs) (laughs) I love it have a new wine buddy yay (laughs) seriously you got a a wine friend in me okay (laughs) because I'm ready to turn it up and um but you know what I got started on a really good wine um it's technically a sangria, which is technically a wine, but from what I hear, I don't, you know. Yeah. And so, um, when I went, I was when I was planning this party, and I had to pick a wine. I asked the guy, like, okay, I just need a wine that you know a lot of people will like, and I don't know wine, so can you help me? Uh-huh. And he, he was like, "This is the most affordable," but um, he's like, "Not most affordable, but like." it's it's priced well and it's a very likable wine like most people like it you know uh-huh. so I was having a bad day a couple of weeks ago or something like that and I was just like I need something and you know I'm not really an alcohol type of person mm-hmm. so when I was like you know I'm just gonna pour me some wine <laughs> we'll see how it goes and I haven't turned back since. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? That's a good, like sangria is really good for like, if you're not really a big wine person like that or drinker at all, because it's a low alcohol content, but it's still oh, wow. nice, enjoyable. And like, you still get the feels and everything. So yeah, yeah. I love a nice little glass of sangria. <laughs> There's a red wine that I really liked at Olive Garden one time. So I'm going to check that out too. Yes. And so I thought it was a fluke that day, you know, it was like at at Olive Garden and anyways. um, So there's that. But also this past week. um, Oh, no. So I just thought everything was crazy. And then out of nowhere, I started over the weekend. So I was like, oh, no wonder I just want tacos and wine. Like I just been like my body is about to start, you know. Right, right, right makes sense yeah but so now I feel back to normal now I feel back to normal even though I can't speak here and uh over the weekend we went to two birthday parties in one day oh wow and thank goodness my husband went to one and I went to the other mm-hmm. and let me tell you this birthday party they was doing too much 
It was a kid's birthday party? It's a four-year-old birthday party, okay? Uh-huh. Four years old. And when I called, I knew I should have known they was gonna do too much. Because one, it was a pool party for four-year-olds. Right. <laughs> Two, when I confirmed that we were coming, she said, Oh, come a little early. We're gonna have a reptile show. Oh wow. That's awesome. Kendra, me and Audrey was on the same page with them reptiles. Okay. <laughs> she was like, oh no. And I tried to tell her, I was like, Audrey, you you want let's sit with me. And they they kept saying, Oh, it's an animal show. It's an animal show. I was like, Audrey, sit with me. She's like, No, I'm gonna go sit with the birthday girl. And I was like, Okay, go ahead, girl. <laughs> when the first thing she brought out was a gecko. Uh-huh. And Audrey was like the second person she went up to. Soon as she walked past Audrey and went with the the birthday girl for the third person, Audrey ran past the lady and came (laughs) sat with me. (laughs) Oh no, I didn't know it was going to be real. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know it was uh, this. So, and then somebody behind me wanted to hold a snake and we had to move. We had to go to the car for a second. It was a lot. It was a lot. (laughs) But then we finally got over the reptile show, then the pool, and then it was like all these little kids in the pool. So it's like everybody has their life jackets on and it's just like, a lot it's more. a lot. It's a lot, right? And then a I don't have, like, no, it's just a pool party at their house. When you have a pool party at your house and you guys, and you have um children, you should always have a lifeguard just because yeah, yeah. safety precaution and to protect yourself, you know? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Definitely should have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at the pool party and I have Araya and I have Audrey at this pool party. So I'm like balancing the two of them, right? Mm-hmm. They love getting in the water, so they have to get in, but mm-hmm. they have the life jacket, so they're okay. Mm-hmm. So then there's that. And then the pinata. I was there for like five hours, I feel like. I feel like I was there all day. Yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile Austin's birthday party is a painting party oh so my husband was just sitting there chilling and Austin's just painting for like two hours and then they go home You're like I went to the wrong party <laughs> <laughs> I was like I want to go home I want to go home and then that she turned in she invited everybody last minute only a week before the party she sent out the invites mm-hmm so only one other kid from Audrey, my daughter's school came. Oh, okay. And it had to be the one kid in the class that's the bad little kid. <laughs> and so it was, it was, it was a time. It was a time. It was oh, a time. <laughs> it was a time. But yeah, how how was your week and weekend? Um, our week was pretty good. Kind of busy, not really. Um, so uh I guess this could fall under mommy moment, but I'm not counting it as so. I told you guys that I was room mom this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we had our first like official room mom meeting with the PTA. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but why was it at 9 a.m.? I was like, okay. So basically, after I dropped Kingdom off at you know for school I just kind of hung around and then um went into the meeting but it was really cool I got to meet a lot of the moms and um we basically started planning like the fall festival and like all the events for the school 
Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So they basically gave us this packet and was like, this is what your duties are. Da, 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 da. But I'm lucky because there's like five other moms that are going to be helping. So I basically took that information, started a group chat and told everybody, you know, this is what we need to do. And then people already started giving ideas. So I think it's going to be a good year. I'm excited because everybody's excited to like help and like share the duties. Oh, good. Because I know last year. (laughs) Yeah, last year was a lot. And so I told them, like, listen, put this date in your calendar. Everybody, we need all hands on deck. Like, yeah, what we end up doing, we're going to need everyone so that everyone can enjoy the festival with their family as well. You know, so like we can take turns, like you work the first hour, I work the next like that so that everybody gets a a chance to enjoy the festival because last year my husband was out of town so my mom um came and like kind of took the kids around so that they can enjoy it because I was stuck at the booth all night oh my goodness so yeah that was fun and then we also had picture day for Kendon um and then they also had it was a busy week at school they had a father-son night but it was like k-n-i-g-h-t so it was like medieval times type um, show at the school. So Kendon and my husband went to that and they had a ball. I was just standing on the sidelines waiting for the pictures to come into my phone so that I could see <laughs> what was happening. My husband is funny. He was like, why were there some moms there? Like they just couldn't let the, uh, <laughs> couldn't let the dad have their night. And I was like, well, were they working? Because the PTA puts it on. Oh. And I was like, well, were they helping? He was like, no, they were in line getting food and they were just watching the show. I was like, dang, that's messed up. And I was like, well, maybe they were there because their sons don't have like their dad. He was like, no, the whole family was there. <laughs> oh, no, not the whole family was there. I was like, dang. I mean, I get it because I was lucky had FOMO. I was like, I want to go. But of course I didn't go. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, and then on Saturday it was my mom's birthday, so we went to um we went to this Italian restaurant, um, and her sister came and my uncle. Oh, I didn't know your mom had a sister. Uh huh. They look just alike. (laughs) Yeah. So her sister came and her husband, and then my brother, his girlfriend, my other brother, me, my and my family. Um. So we had a good time just laughing and you know having good family time so that was really really nice um and then I had church today and I went to brunch so we had a nice little um nice little week slash weekend very chill every time you say every time you say um your brother I always think about the 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 thing you talked about for Christmas they were part of the group chat what and oh, was that no? And then the girlfriend had a good gift, and she still she still sent the gift. Oh yeah, my older brother. When the girl he was dating someone, and she was there on Thanksgiving, and yeah. on Thanksgiving was when we pulled the names for Christmas. But by the time Christmas came, they had already broken up. Yeah. But she still sent her secret Santa gift. I was like, she a real one. Oh, <laughs> hope she's doing well. <laughs> That was so nice. She wasn't bitter at all. <laughs> That's cute. 
Okay. I don't there's nothing was really going on in the streets. Like what well, well a lot of stuff is going on. <sighs> nothing that I guess we care to talk about. Right. Um nothing nothing too pressing, I feel. I was just telling Kendra off air that um I tried to watch the Jeff Jeffrey thing because that's been trending, but I couldn't do it because I watched the trailer and a piece of paper flew off my table and the paper scared me and Araya. So then we was like, no, 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 we're good. Let's just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot. Um I feel like the most graphic part of it was like in the beginning. But it's just crazy to to watch the story and how, um, you know, how corrupt the system is and how many times he was arrested for these acts and it never stuck like how the judge just let him off so easily with like probation or time served probation, just like random um, things that it should have been it should have been handled so much better so much quicker like they didn't listen to the neighbor it was just a lot of holes in the um the system i mean as we know it you know yeah and it kind of just basically put that on display and it's just really sad because he targeted black and brown boys the most and it was just sick like it was yeah. sick it's been taking me forever to watch it because i have to watch it in doses yeah. And some stuff I just skip over because it's a lot, but it's just crazy how corrupt the system is. And they're probably still, we know they're still doing things like that um, today. So ugh, it's gross. You know what I was thinking about is um, like how, um, oh my goodness, I just, I just forgot my train of thought. Um this is kind of random, but along the lines of things being sick, I, um, you, you ever watch on TikTok where it's like, we used to be best buddies yeah, and then it goes, and now we're not. And it goes all scary. Mm -hmm. I was at the birth, just speaking of things that are sick, I was at the birthday party mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that song is from Frozen. So I'm sitting at the birthday party. It's like, we used to be best buddies and now we're not. And I was just like, I got like my body got chills, like I just got freaked out at the birthday party because <laughs> they're they're playing this song that TikTok has just taken and just took all the innocence out of, you know. But you I also think about like on TikTok how um this is kind of random, I know, but I, I I can't talk about I can't talk about Jay that much. Okay, um, <laughs> on TikTok there was this girl and speaking of the system right speaking of the system there's this girl on tiktok and she was like um when people um she says how do i use like um like i forgot what it's called but basically in the office if somebody one day she was late to work and they were like oh um sorry i'm late to her co-worker was like oh why are you late to work and she was like that co-worker didn't know need to know why i was late to work mm -hmm. But she was like, I was like, oh, she, but she told them anyways, I'm sorry, I'm telling the story horrible, but she told them anyways and was like, oh, I had a doctor's appointment. And the coworker was like, um, and she was like, I had a doctor's appointment. My doctor's like an hour away. So I ended up running a little late, but I'm here. Uh -huh. And he, 
the the coworker was like, well, why don't you get a, why don't you get a, a doctor that's close by? Why, why are you driving an hour away? And she, and so she, so she hit him with the, well, you know, that um, it's been historical fact that black women care in the system is like yada, 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 you know, the whole full thing. And then it's like, um, so in order for me to find a doctor that I thought was good enough and that was going to represent me in the proper way, you know, that was the nearest one that I could find. <laughs> and so she was like turning around the microaggression, you know? Right. And I was like, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. It's like, first of all, it's none of your business. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I need to go to a specialist or a special doctor for whatever, but it's, yeah, it's not even big. You're she wasn't even the boss. She's just a coworker. Yeah. But, so that's what I thought of when you say like the system. I guess that's part of it. But they were saying in that documentary too that there were some things that weren't uh, aligned. Like the neighbor actually lived in a building not next door. Like the the neighbor lived um like a couple buildings over. Well, if the neighbor lived a couple of buildings older, over, how would she know all that that went down? Yeah, so some things weren't as accurate. Like the smell thing, uh -huh. I guess it wasn't as, uh, that part wasn't as accurate. Like there was little things. Or like how some of the people escaped or stuff like that. Like some of that wasn't accurate. So they dramatized some of it. Yeah. But then, and then they, they left some things out, they were saying, but, because I guess there's another, there's more documentaries on it. Yeah, like they said the story has been told like five different times. But it's just crazy. Yeah. I've never heard of it before this. Yeah, I didn't either. But then, um, everybody started talking about the Three Six Mafia song. Mm -hmm. And then it says, um there's a there's a line about him in the song and people are like oh my goodness i didn't even know what he was talking about until the documentary came out i don't mess with three sick mafia anyway i and, know and, me either so that's and, why i didn't know this is a no for me dog <laughs> yeah so that's why i didn't know either but i don't mess with them i didn't mess with them like that either but if people were like oh my goodness the line in the song is talking about yeah but yeah all right, so we're going to move on to our mama moments. Yes, you go first. Okay, so we are now that we're in the month of October, it's a lot of birthdays in my family. It's my mom, my son, my aunts, my cousins, a lot of October birthdays. Uh, but for my son's birthday, um, he wants to go to Disneyland again. Last year we went to Disneyland. He does. He's not a big fan of like big parties and things like that. So we asked him what he wanted to do and he had it all planned out. <laughs> he was like, okay, because mind you guys, I don't know if I told you guys last week that he was very upset with us once he saw the pictures of us in London because uh, yeah. he watches a lot of British cartoons and things like that and he really wants to go to London, but we're not terrible parents. We just wanted to go first and kind of get a lay of the land so that when we take them, we're not lost in the sauce because right. to Europe with children is a lot. So like, of course we wanted mommy, daddy time, but also we do have plans to take our kids there um, and everything. Right. So he didn't want to hear that. He's like, you guys went without me. How dare you? And whenever we're looking at pictures and stuff, he's like, I don't want to see that. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
she's like, oh, great. You got to go to London. Great. Big deal. <laughs> so, Big Ben's got nothing on me. <laughs> yeah, he was like, the other day, I, um, I'm still, I'm slow, y'all. I'm still making my reels from the trip. Because I'm trying to find the good songs and all this, blah, 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 blah. So I did a reel in Paris for from Paris and um he was looking at my phone and I was like, Oh, do you want to see it? And he was like, Do you really think I want to look at you guys in Paris without me? That's hilarious. He was like, <laughs> oh, you guys are so great. You get to go to Paris. Look at you. You had a great time, didn't you? <laughs> be your own kids. It was Oh, it really hurt my heart because I'm like, dang, he is really upset. Like, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to rub it in. Like, I just didn't know if you wanted to see it. So then I tried to show him a video with him in it. I'm like, oh, look at this one. He's like, it ain't Paris. (laughs) (laughs) So I tried to do better. Me and my husband are like, okay, so, you know, your birthday's coming up. We know you want to go to Disneyland. And our original plan was just like, we'll go to Disneyland, we'll have a good time, you know, da da da. He's like, I want to go to Disneyland, I want to get a hotel, and he's like, we need to go, excuse me, he's like, we need to go stay in a hotel because we need to have a vacation. So this is what we're going to do. After I get home from school, we're all going to get in the car, and he named everybody. He said, you, me, daddy. Bryson, God mommy, because my his god mom was at our house for a couple days. <laughs> oh my like, god. yeah, God mommy's coming too. And grandmommy, grand he's naming all these people. He's like, then we're all gonna get in the car. We're gonna go to the hotel. We're gonna go swimming. We're gonna go to a restaurant. And then the next day, we're gonna go to Disneyland. We're gonna have so much fun all day. And then we're gonna come back to the hotel and we're gonna have a summer party. Like he has it all planned out. So, of course, since we feel terrible for going to London without him, <laughs> what do we do? We book the hotel for the weekend. <laughs> we stick to the plan. We stick to his plan, okay? <laughs> not a bad plan. It's not a bad plan. Yeah, it's not a bad plan. And he doesn't want to party. So, um, we're going to do that. And then some of our other friends are going to come, too. So, he doesn't know that they're coming. So, that'll mm-hmm. be um but this kid man he's the older he gets the more wittier he gets <laughs> I'm just like what are you talking about <laughs> he's smart he is so smart that is so awesome though because also it kind of makes it easier on you guys too though yeah for sure but the way he read me for filth about showing him pictures I was like oh he big that yeah <laughs> and the way he was turned up he's like oh big deal you guys <laughs> like what is happening to my little baby? <laughs> You're like, what is going on? Man, it really, we should not have told you, okay? For real. I'm like, he is not having it. But yeah, so that's been our week leading up to his birthday. He is on a thousand. What about you? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, Okay, so over the weekend, um, my family finally let me sleep in a little bit. Oh, yeah. so on so on saturday i was sleeping in a little bit and um sometimes they come into the room and you know i gotta pretend to be asleep you know Uh 
And so I was pretending to be asleep. And as I'm pretending to sleep, Josh happens to come into the room. He brings in Araya and then Audrey's in the room. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretending to be asleep and my back is towards them, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess Audrey must have been messing with like the hair. Like I had, I had braid hair out. And so, but it's like curly braid hair. Uh -huh. And so she must have been messing with it or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I heard Josh go, um, Audrey, you know, you're beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, and then he's like, you know, and she's like, yeah, dad, or whatever. And then she's, he's like, you know, you know, with that hair that you're putting on your head, you know, you're beautiful without it. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah. And she, he was just like, he was instilling in her, like, whether you wear that hair or you don't wear that hair, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't define, it doesn't define you. Your, you or your beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you're pretty with, without that. And in wearing it, you look pretty he was like you you know you look the same with that hair on or with that hair off you look the same like you're beautiful both ways you know uh -huh. and in the moment I just was like oh that was like a cute little moment you know mm -hmm. and then afterwards I just thought to myself like wow like you have a like I have a dad and obviously I have a great dad he did all those things too right right mm -hmm. but because I have a dad who did all those things sometimes you don't like realize because it becomes so routine to you that you don't right. quite normal. yeah like it's just a normal thing and then I sat back and thought about it later and I was like wow what a blessing you have a father and your father is instilling in you and you're four, you know, yeah. that you're beautiful and, you know, right. like not even at the age of four, even obviously before that too, just instilling because the world's going to tell you all these different things, you know, the opposite, the world's going to tell you opposite. Yeah. And at four, when there's not that many people at your school that have hair like you, mm -hmm. you're going to obviously want to like change up your hair or want your hair to flow or that's just going to be like normal yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah meanwhile other girls in her, her class are trying to do their hair like hers you know right right <laughs> so but I just thought that was such a beautiful moment to get to hear it from like the outside you know right yeah for sure like and it was so organic and it was like I get what you're saying it's like wow that's so beautiful to see that moment because it was like unrehearsed it was natural it was organic and the fact that you have a father that was that in tune to just say it in that moment he didn't, yeah. have, he didn't have to wait for her to say I hate my hair or I uh, you know anything like that he didn't have to wait for that he just felt like he needed to say it in that moment and I feel like it means almost it means more because you don't wait till your child is like having a breakdown or like feeling bad about themselves to make them feel good like you right know? you know, put that confidence in them from jump. Yeah. So I thought that was so, I thought that was so cool. But yeah, that was my little mama moment. I got to be on, pretend to be sleeping. <laughs> <You know, laughs> I'll do it over there crying. Like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. <laughs> like, no way. They let me sleep two days. 
Okay, they hurt you, girl. <laughs> let, let mama sleep. That's yeah. I wonder if it's a tourist thing. My husband be doing the same thing. Like on Saturdays, like if my son wakes up super early, my younger son, Bryson, he likes to sleep in. Like me and him, two peas in a pot. Yeah. And he wants to wake up early. He's like, let's get the day started or let's watch a movie or let's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And my husband is an early riser too. So he'll be like, come on, Kenyon, let them sleep. You know, close the door, let them sleep. <laughs> See, I need my family to get that part down. Close the door. Yes. <laughs> I gotta sneak and get up and shut the door. Yeah, no, they, they're pretty good about that because they be up doing all kind of stuff. No, they don't want me to sleep. That's funny. <laughs> all right. So we are going to jump into today's topic. Um, and today we're going to be talking about, well, first of all, we came across this video of Iyanla Van Vonzant. That's how <laughs> her name, Iyanla Vonzant. <laughs> and she was speaking with a couple and um, I don't know if this was a Fix My Life episode or what, but um, she basically was speaking to a couple and breaking down communication with them. And the wife, she, um, I think Iyana asked her like, what was her complaint or something like that? And she's like, you know, he... I'm a stepmom to his children and his children are just like him. And she started like going in, like they sleep all day. They don't want to do nothing. And they da, 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 and they just like him. And she's shaking her head. And she's kind of like going in on the husband without like, she's telling Iyana this, but she's kind of like going in on him. Yeah. And they're sitting next to each other. Yeah, so she's like in his face. Yeah. She's basically in his face. And like, she has like, you know, her body language is like uh, attitude, her tone of voice is attitude, and she's getting more riled up as she continues to, to prove her point. So Yana's like, let me stop you there. And she didn't really say much to preface it. She just kind of sat next to her husband. She said, let me show you something. And she basically said what the wife was trying to say, but in a much calmer, more compassionate um uh focused tone and her the way she reworded what she said made it more impactful and as we watched the video her husband's body language changed he was less tense he looked like he was more receptive of what Iyama was saying he looked like he actually understood and kind of almost even heard his wife through her voice and yeah. so then it brought tears to the wife's eyes because she probably realized as well, like, dang, that's what I sound like when I'm, you know, talking to him. And so that kind of struck a chord with us and prompted us to want to talk about this topic. So today we're going to be talking about it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Hmm. And we're basically going to kind of break down, you know, how to have effective communication. And these these tools that we're going to be providing today can be used with in the workplace. They can be used with friendships. They can be used with children. And they can also be used with your spouse. So right. does this video resonate with you at all, Nicole? <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, as somebody who got in a relationship with my husband at 18 and 19 years old, 
we had to learn this lesson the hard way. <laughs> and the crazy well, so when I saw this video, it struck such a chord with me because when you're in a heated discussion like that, right? And you're going back and forth, and I can be a very passionate person. And um, my husband is very like by the book, like this is by the book, like facts are facts, right is right, this and that, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm very much like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Straight like, forward. Yeah, I'm like, you know, you got to get the job done. Like, the goal is to get the job done. Like, get the job done. Of course, you don't break a law. You don't do this or that. But right. so I, I can be very passionate about, like, what I'm trying to say or do, right? Yes. Is that a forest thing? I, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> well, I, we the same. <laughs> That's, but that's why I say that all the time. That's why we get each other. Yeah. Because we don't be offended by directness because we appreciate when people are direct. Because yeah. that's how we are. <laughs> yeah. And see, for me, I like direct, but I don't like to feel like if I'm telling you my idea, mm -hmm. like I don't need you to like poop on it. Like I don't need you to like. No, hear me out. Yeah, I need you to hear me out because I'm thinking visionary i'm thinking big i'm thinking yeah. big <laughs> you gotta think big <laughs> and my husband is very like um you know the rent is due tomorrow like <laughs> yeah so my husband is very like okay but nicole what about reality you know right yeah 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 and so when we first got together it was really hard to feel like I'm trying to communicate with you or you're talking about things being realistic. I'm talking to you about realistic. Like it's big, but it's, right. it's possible. Right. It's possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, and so um, it struck a chord with me because we had to really learn this and our love languages are so different. Like my husband and I's love languages are just very different. And yeah. so tone was something we really had to work through. And even to, even now, like we're so much better at it. Like when he goes in certain tone, it's triggering for me because sometimes he talks in the language that I hear my mom talking, right? Yeah. And so when he talks like that, I, the same way how my mom would talk, but I'm like, when my mom talked like that, I was in trouble. Yeah. So sometimes- yeah, like, so his tone, he, but his tone is he's trying to be straightforward and be realistic, right? Mm -hmm. But her, she used that same tone when I would get trouble. Mm -hmm. So it would be very triggering, right? Yeah. And so now I've been able to, like, adapt, like, oh, no, like, he's not trying to say I'm doing something wrong because I would only hear the tone. I couldn't hear his words. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now um I'm not as triggered by it I'm like okay he's trying to tell me this or I have to push through the tone to say like he's trying to say this that, and the other mm -hmm. or he's trying to say his feelings about what he's feeling about mm -hmm. and I can't let that take me out of my peace and become triggered by that because we got the same goal he's not trying to offend me he's not trying to hurt my feelings and then once he calms down which he was always calm, but right. to me, it's not calm. Yeah. And so once he gets down and said, hey, 
and he'll be like he's able to acknowledge it like yeah I could have done that better or mm -hmm. I could have said this or that and and it's a lot more um workable because we're able to spot it out and able to work through it and so at an early time, we really had to figure out, okay, this whole tone thing, this is how you come about things, is just so important. Even even earlier today, because um, the entrepreneurial lifestyle, it comes with a lot of pros and cons, and business is always up, business is down, business is up, business is down, right? Right. And we had something like, okay, we got to figure this out. And, it was, and I did the same thing that um, Ivana did in that video. That's why I thought it was so funny because I was like, babe, like, it's gonna be okay. Like, it's, you know, like, like, this is gonna be fine. Like, right. it, it's all right. Like, this, that, and the other. And I, I even was like, I was like, okay, look me in my eyes. Let me, let me see those beautiful eyes. It's gonna yeah. be okay. It's uh -huh. gonna be. And then he was just like melted like butter. And I was like, and that's how you do it. <laughs> right, exactly. Because a lot of things, a couple of things you said, like, um, really makes a lot of sense too, is because when you are learning someone, like the more you learn someone, you learn about their intentions, you learn about, you know, like where they're coming from when they're communicating and you learn their communication style. And so you can kind of like, it's up to us whether we take things personal or not, right? Right, and right. I think it's really important in relationships to, you know, learn effective communication styles, but also give each other grace. Because although, you know, sometimes when you guys speak, he may be a little bit more straightforward about certain things that you're like, come on, let's just, you know, da, 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 da. But yeah. because you guys are learning each other's communication style, you can get less offended by what they're saying and try to sift through and hear actually what hear the heart of what they're trying to say. Right. And I think that's really important because as we're growing and learning, like we have to give each other grace. Like for myself, I can be very like passionate when I'm speaking as well. Yeah. Um, especially if it's something like I'm a super straightforward person. I'm not one to kind of like, for important things, I'm not one to kind of like beat around the bush about it. Like I kind of like want like a straight answer um, or if something that needs to get done, um, I may not butter it up as much because I feel like if the, some, I don't want things to get lost in translation. Yeah. So I think sometimes and sometimes that can come off as aggressive or like, you know, a lack of understanding or things like that. And so for myself, I had to learn like how to communicate with certain people. Certain people can take it and certain people cannot. Right. Um, and it goes back into the um, tone. Like if you're, when you're speaking louder and faster, your pace switches up and you're getting more like, um, hitting back to back with your points and things like that, it can come off as more aggressive or people, and then people stop listening. So, um, for myself and my mom is like that. My mom is very, like, she talks fast. She's very direct. She's very matter of fact, black and white, like it is what it is. And right. I picked up on that. 
But that's just how I grew up. Like I didn't grow up in a house where it was fluff. It was just like, it is what it is, you know? And so in talking with certain people, I, I consider myself an empathetic and compassionate person. But sometimes I'll say like with my friends, like if it's certain issues that are reoccurring and I feel like, it's like, girl, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, we got to make a choice here. We got to figure out. We have to decide. Yeah, like, okay. What, okay, well, what are we going to do at the end of the day? Like, what is the solution? You know, like I'm, I'm solution oriented because I'm a strategic person. So I like to like strategize and plan it and like, you know, like let's 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 get it organized. Let's organize our thoughts and what's our goal here? Like when we're having an important conversation, like what is our goal? And I think um when Iyana was talking, um even it may not relate to what I was just saying about like, you know, getting straight to the point, but I think when she was talking to the husband, she not only switched up the tone, but she switched up the wording. Mm -hmm. So instead of attacking the issue, she explained the issue. So the the wife was saying like, you know, they're just like you. They they do da 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 da. da. But Yana said, you know, I've noticed in the children a pattern, and the pattern has become a bit concerning for me because I'm noticing a change in their behavior. You know, they're not wanting to come out of the room as much. They're like, she, not only did she soften up her voice, but her approach was completely different. So right. she kind of like, she softened the whole conversation up in a way to where her husband could receive what he was saying, what she was saying. And I think that's the main goal of the convert of switching up our tone and having effective communication is what is your goal? Like, what do you want to get out of the conversation? And I feel like a lot of times we don't focus on um, what we want to get out of the conversation. We focus on ourselves and our getting our point across rather than, rather than getting a solution to whatever the, the point of the conversation is. So right. if the point of the conversation is to get the kids off of the video games and getting them more active and making sure that they are getting their homework done and things like that, then it shouldn't be attacking the father because he's the one who instilled those behaviors in them. It should be, this is what the issue is with the children. How can we work together to help our children get to a better place? Exactly. And I think that with, with the way she reworded what she said to him was using those tools. It, instead of attacking, it was talking, it was explaining, it was kind of painting a picture. And when we're dealing with men, sometimes mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to, like Nicole just said, it's, it's all about the approach. And I know this is controversial because a lot of times women will say, well, I shouldn't have to baby him and I shouldn't have to, you know, dumb myself down for him and, blah, blah, blah. and it's not about that really, honestly. Right. It, considering how would you want someone to talk to you yeah exactly how would you want somebody to approach something that might come off hurtful to you yeah we have to always put ourselves in the other person's shoes and how would you be if someone was constantly coming at you and and telling you what you're constantly doing wrong 
you know, instead of helping you, because honestly, he may not know what to do. Because if he has those same behaviors that are being exhibited in his children, he's stuck in a, in a certain place too. And he may need help getting out of his place, you know? So I think in, in this conversation about effective communication, it's really just sticking to the point, like taking aside what, getting your point across, having your feelings heard and, you know, what's more important. You right. Mean, you winning the conversation or getting a solution to the problem. Exactly. Exactly. And it's something I also thought was interesting that Ivana did, or I don't, you know, I'm going yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something I thought was interesting too is as she was talking to him, she was also being affectionate. Like she was like rubbing his arm. And I, and it's funny that you brought that up about like some people feel like, oh, I'm not going to baby him. But it's, I feel like that is something I would have thought before being married. Like, I don't want to baby them. But at the same time, it's like, if something going on with me, I want you to baby me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It goes back into put. And I think it's like we, we associate it with babying, but it's really about being compassionate. Yeah, speaking with love and consideration and being warm. Exactly. Like, like when you come to somebody with a warm tone and a warm embrace, it puts people in a sense, it gives people a sense of comfort and vulnerability. And it makes me want to be open to talking to you and sharing with you. Whether when you coming at me like, you know, aggressively with your finger in the air and telling me what you, what I did and what I did wrong. It's like, okay, I'm on defense now. Yeah. Now I'm in a time. Now, now, now I got to defend my point. Now I got to defend myself. Now I got to show you, I ain't no punk, you know? Right. But when you come on neutral ground with a warm embrace, like that soft touch is almost letting them know, like I'm here with you. I'm not here against you. Right. And and this this comes into play with our spouses, with our significant other, but also with our children. Like coming down to their level is really important. Like when you have small children, and how would you feel somebody was standing over you and yelling at you and like and 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 telling you what you did wrong and all this stuff? You feel small. You feel you feel threatened. You feel afraid almost but when you get down to a child's level where they can see look at you in your eyes and you ask them questions and seem with concern like really wanting to hear them out like why did you respond in that way is is, are you having some some feelings that are making you angry like what tell me express to me what your feelings are in this moment why you threw that or why you why you responded that way or why you ran or screamed. Exactly. And the kid will almost get confused, like, oh, they want to hear me out. You know, like I do have a voice, you know? And this teaching them at that young age that they can express themselves and that they can actually use their voice to communicate how they feel. And they don't have to feel small and they don't have to feel like their feelings don't matter and they're not important. This is going to help them continue to grow into a positive, 
adult that knows how to effectively communicate. So I think just being compassionate goes a long way. <laughs> really, it really does. And I also think too, is it's so easy to think that people are doing things on purpose or people are doing things in despite. And, and it's like, sometimes people just, they didn't realize it or they didn't know. And so to jump the gun, it doesn't help the situation for anybody. And um, it's just not proactive. It doesn't help get the goal done at the end of the day. So what do I do if I am? And some people are responding without listening. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Some people are so focused on responding that they're not listening back, you know? Yeah. I think another piece of that is like, what do you do if you're in a place where this person has hurt you and you may not respect them as much and you have things to work through, but you're still together. Mm. So how do we come, how does that person come to a place to where they want to hear this person out and they want to not be aggressive and they want to give them the benefit of the doubt to actually give them that warm, warm embrace. Like, how do you, how does a person that is hurt? Oh, I see. Yeah, how does a, how does a person that is hurt come to another person, the person that actually is hurting them? Yeah. And have that type of effective communication. I, you know what? I, I 100% think if you're hurt and you're in that situation, you, you have to go to therapy. Like you have to go to couples therapy because you have to work through that. I think you have to work through that with third person, mm -hmm. because if you can't, after you have a fight, if you can't forgive that person, mm -hmm. like I, I remember when my husband and I first got together, it would just take me like so long to like forgive or this or that, you know, like little stuff. Yeah. But now that we've been together so long, it's like, if we could have a disagreement and soon as the disagreement is done, mm -hmm. like it's done, you know, yeah. there's no, you know, there's yeah. no built up whatever. But if you, if it, it's just taking you so long to get to a place of like forgiving that person or this and that, then I think you have to go to therapy and talk to a professional because um, that's the only way, like even because we didn't do a couple counseling before we got married, we ended up having to do a couple counseling after we got married. Right. So, because obviously we didn't have the tools, we were so young, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just a big pro uh, proponent for that because you just have to talk to somebody. Like you can't go through that because if you're in that moment and you can't forgive and let it go, mm -hmm then you probably don't have the skill set that you need to work through that. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And you can't put that weight of trying to move through something like that and feel bad about it. Or, you know, the other person's like, you're not, you know, you're still bringing that up or you're this and that. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, so bringing it up because they, they don't know how to work through it. And you can't let something go if you're not able to work through it, you know? Yeah. I bring that up because I know someone is listening like, okay, yeah, it sounds good. Like come to them with a warm embrace and be compassionate and, you know, affection and all these things. But if you're, if you're in the thick of it and you're trying to get to a place of better communication, 
one, I would say sometimes fake it till you make it actually works because a lot of times when you're both butting heads, one person has to say, okay, let's have a truce. Yeah. One person has to be the one to say, you know, all right, this isn't working. The butting heads, the constant fighting and arguing is not working. Let me try something different. And that's when these tools come into play. When you, if your therapy, like she said, I feel like it's the best tool to help you get to this place to where you want to apply what we're saying. But if you're also in your- Oh, let me just interrupt for two seconds. I thought like what we were talking about when somebody her, her like hurt you, I thought like you were saying more so like, um, uh, not like you're having a bad breakdown of communication. Like you felt like hurt, like they made a decision or like, I feel like we're talking about now you're trying to communicate something and how to work through those steps. But previously when I said therapy, I was kind of meaning towards you're just in a space of like, it's become disrespectful or it's become like unhealthy. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, you know, what we're saying about, you know, be compassionate and affectionate and all those things to kind of communicate yeah. where, when you're in a conversation with your spouse or significant other. For some people, if they don't have that type of relationship where they can just come to each other and want, like, I might not even want to touch you right now, right. but we have to talk about our relationship or we have to talk about our kids because of past hurt things that you've done to me, things that we've done to each other, we might not have that type of relationship where we can come and sit down and be amicable yet. Mm, I see. So I do think that therapy does come into play because it's going to help you get to a place to where you can sit down and have this type of conversation. But there's some people that it's been so much done where every time they have to talk about something is button heads. Right. And so I think even in that, the, the video that we saw, we don't, we didn't watch the entire video. So we don't know the background of their relationship and all that went into play. But if they were there, it probably was some deep stuff. Yeah. But I think it's also interesting that no matter what they were going through, she still was giving her this tool. So that's why I say fake it to make it comes into play Mm -hmm. because if you know something is going to work, why not try it? Exactly. But that's take, you have to take your pride away in order to apply this. Because if you're in a place of hurt, hurt people hurt people, right? So that's why when we were talking about before, like, why do I have to be the one to back down? Why do I have to be the one to be compassionate? Like, why do I have to be the one to surrender and you know what I used to feel that way not so much in my relationship but like in outside relationships you know and something I realized is that the reason why you want to back down is because the second somebody takes you out of your peace and they have control over you like 
if you don't have control over yourself, then anybody can have control over you. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing is I'm going to always stay in my peace. This is my peace and I'm going to stay in it. I'm not going to let anybody take me to a place of anger. I'm not going to let anybody take me to a, like, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be disappointed, but nobody's going to take me out of my peace. And so that is the reason why if you're getting in a heated discussion that you take a step back and say, you know what, let's take a breather. Let's come back to this. Let's, um, let's get our thoughts together and let's, you know, take a second and let's come back to talk about this a little later, because when somebody takes you out of your peace, it takes so much energy. Yeah. It takes so much energy out of you. Yeah, it really does. And at the end of the day, what do you really want? Right. You have to stop and sometimes you have to stop and ask yourself that question. What is all this for? Exactly. What do I really want? Why am I going round and round in circles about this one issue? But I'm not willing to take a step back and use the tools that I know could get me to a better place. Right. Because I don't want to look weak. Because yeah. I don't want to because I don't want to be the one to back down. Well, do you want the solution or do you want to look like the winner in the, in the fight? Yeah. Because then it's like, well, what am I doing this for? I know for me, I would always just want my significant other to understand what I'm saying. And I would feel like he didn't understand what I'm saying. Like I'm saying I can build a rocket ship and go to the moon right now. Mm -hmm. And he would be saying something like, uh, the, the the engine for that is a million dollars. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I could build it and go to the moon. Why are you talking about how much the engine costs? Right, the moon right. is available. <laughs> and I think that's when these tools, these tools that have to work on both ends. Yeah, he would have to acknowledge the fact that I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I do not think it's impossible because I believe in you. Like right. you would need to give you that same validation with understanding. And then you have to hear him like, babe, that might not be able to happen right now. Right. <laughs> but I definitely hear you. And I think we can definitely work on that. But for today, I think we need to focus on X, Y, and Z. Now, if he broke that down to you in that way, do you think that would be better than someone saying like, man, what are you talking about? Ain't nobody talking about that right now. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what the conversation is about. Like, this is not one-sided. Right. It this works. It's definitely a, a two-person thing because- It has to work in tandem because yeah. you, and these are tools that if you're listening right now, you can go back and talk to your spouse, significant other, friend, whoever- because whoever you're in communication with, you want them to have these same tools too. And sometimes when you tell somebody like, I need you to speak to me this way, sometimes it works. Sometimes you showing them how to speak to you works. Yeah. So they're getting all irate and they're shooting you down and they're da, 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 You can come back with, well, I hear you saying that, da, 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 da. is that what you're, you're telling me that my ideas are not valid? Are you telling me that, um, you know, whatever, like in a calm way, like kind of repeating back what they said. And they're like, that's not what I was trying to say. Well, that's what I'm hearing you saying. Like, you mm -hmm. know, just kind of like shifting the energy 
can can be very impactful. And that's kind of how you teach people how to talk to you. Because if you respond with that same energy, you get nowhere. Uh, something that my husband taught me, um, it's it doesn't matter what you, it, it, I mean, it matters what you say, obviously, but it doesn't matter what you say. It, it, it matters how you made that person feel. Yes. And yeah, because yeah, a lot of people say like, well, I didn't mean it that way or that wasn't my intention. Yeah, like it wasn't my intention. Well, even though it wasn't your intention, this is how it made me feel. And if your intention was to say this nice thing and it actually made me feel like this negative thing, you could say, oh, wow, like I'm, I apologize that it made you feel that way. Yeah. You know, obviously that wasn't my intention, but it doesn't matter that it wasn't my intention. It still hurt you. And for that, I'm, I, you know, very yeah. sorry. I, there's no way I would want to hurt you like that. And I think that was something that I really had to learn um, because I didn't realize like I could be direct like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and vice versa. Yeah. So it just, it's, it, it really does matter your tone, your body language, what you're saying, how you're saying it, who you're saying it to and, and your intent. Yeah. Because sometimes we, sometimes we are just mad and sometimes we just really want to get our point across. Yeah. And a lot of times that comes from feeling like you're not being heard or feeling like your feelings aren't valid and things like that. And I think if that that is the main issue, maybe you should start there. Yeah. Like you can't start with making, making one issue blown up rather than saying like, I feel like in general. Yeah. Like, no matter what I say, my feelings are not valid. My, I mean, my feelings are not heard. And I want to talk to you about something, but I feel like blah, 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 blah. So all in all, like, I think using a combination of things is what can help you get to the other side of that. And if you're in a place in, in your relationship with others where if it's a spousal or you know romantic relationship I think therapy is really important but if you're having this issue with multiple people in different areas as far as like you're having the same issue with work home friendships your children that's internal work that needs to be done right so right that's when you start to take a look at yourself where it's like okay maybe I need to 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 search my own heart and figure out why am I so easily offended? Yeah. You know, why are things turning in this direction? What role do I play in these conversations? Because um, you know, if it's mentioned a couple of times in different areas and it's probably has some truth to it. So I think we also have to make sure that we are, you know, being self-aware. And just kind of like looking at our own selves and seeing like what roles we play in these conversations and these things. And I know I've had to change up my tone and how I um, how I speak to certain people because, um, like I said, I'm, I'm super direct sometimes, and people don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Kendra better than me. She was like she worked on it and. And yeah. when I'm like, you know what? I don't think I can do this friendship. 
you know i try to just stop and think about like what do i want to (laughs) say how do i want to say this to this person because some people can take it like i have some friends it's like girl give me some straight and then it's some people that's just like you kind of have to kind of i'm not good at being around the bush at all but what i do do is like change my tone yeah and use different wording yeah but still use the same points because I don't think it's healthy to just sugarcoat everything yeah and I feel like that's why people value friendship with me because they know they can come to me when they want honesty and some of my friends will be like I go tell you until I'm ready to either stop going <laughs> or until I'm ready for help I'm not gonna say nothing and I appreciate that yeah that just means that we have learned each other yeah and you know that I'm a straight shooter so you know if you bring an issue to me I'm gonna try to help you come up with a solution unless you say I just need you to listen and I will just listen and I will just pray for you but if you come to me for advice I'm gonna be completely honest with you and I'm not gonna tell you what you want to hear so my friends know that about me and now they be like, girl, I come to you when I'm ready for a change. <laughs> <laughs> I come to you when I'm ready for a change. That's hilarious. And I, res- I respect that because that's, I feel like that's them respecting me as well because yeah. I know I hate the whole tailspin thing. But I will go, I'll go through it with you for a certain amount of time. Like, you know, I'm I'm a great listener, but don't ask me. Don't ask me unless you want the truth. <laughs> hey, I, I get so drained that I'll be like, that's the hardest thing for me is like, sometimes it's just like draining yeah. and I want to just say it straight. And I know that I can't, like, I know that I can't. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes so overwhelming. You know, yeah. and then I don't like when people dump like, oh, yeah. that's like, yeah, the worst. Like either. Yeah, no, I don't like to. Mm-mm. I, I do not care. like to be dumped on, uh, but it still happens. And um, yeah, but you know, I do. I end up trying to teach people how not to dump on people, mm-hmm. and a couple times I've done it, even with like strangers, and uh, they don't realize it. But by the end, I'm teaching them how to not dump on people because they'll bring up a, a situation and they'll be dumping on me, right? Yeah. And they'll bring up their situation and my response will end up being how not to dump on that person to <laughs> the conversation so that they right. can get a solution with that person. Yep. They'll be like, yeah, you know, I think you should approach that person and say, hey, you know, are you at a place where you can handle what I'm about to tell you? Yes. Even though that's what they should have did to me. Right. That's a, yeah. That's what I utilized too. We yeah. started using that in our friend group where I have a friend. She she She's learned very awesomely because she'll be like, what did she say? She says something along the lines are, are you in a place, are you open? Or, or are you in a place where you can... Ah, dang. I wish I were, I'm gonna I'm ask her how she words it again but it's she basically says that like yeah are you in a, are you in a place to where you can listen yeah you know? like how because 
position or something like that. Because, because some people are you in a mental don't... head space? Are you in a mental head space? Uh, yeah. Where you yeah. Can... yeah. Because we because all some... stuff. Yeah, because some people do regular dumping. Yeah. Regular dumping is just like kiki, right? Right. But then some people have that dump where it's another level. Yeah, where it's a lot of stuff back to back to back. And it's like, good Lord, Jesus is a fire. Like, you need to, <laughs> I think you need to handle some of that. But you know what my mom taught me? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people come to my mom for advice and prayer. And like, I'm a mini version of her. Like, people just come to us, right? Right. And so I was talking to her about it one day. And she said, you know what I do? She doesn't let people like go on and on and on about the issue because she has so many people coming to her because she works in ministry for yeah. her own mental health. She has to hear what the prayer request is. So uh -huh. what is the root of it? What do you need? She don't need the backstory. She don't need who said what, who did what to who. She just needs to know what do you want me to pray for? So that's what she, when they get on the phone and they're like, she's like okay she's really good at finding a break in the conversation too she doesn't let i've seen her do it she doesn't let it go on for too long and she says how can i pray for you what would you like for me to pray for mm. really good at bringing it back to the focus and the focus is what is what is what are you at what are you looking to god for where do you want him to heal in this situation right and so when you do that, it just cuts out all the noise. Yeah, that's a good one. And then she immediately starts praying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It works because sometimes you just don't have time. And it's not because you don't have compassion, but everybody has things going on in their lives. And we want to be there for one another, but we also don't want to dump. And we don't exactly. receive the dump because and not everybody can handle that. Like sometimes you can kind of compartmentalize and like deal with it in that moment and push it to the side. But some stuff be so heavy that you're just like, okay, let's just give it to God and leave it at the door. <laughs> and that's how it's a good way to live your life like that too. Just give it to God and let it go. Yeah. But all in all, you know, this whole topic of is not what you say is how you say it. It can be applied in your workplace with dealing with coworkers. You know, our tone is everything, especially as, you know, us to, you know, we're black women. Everybody listening may not be black, but as women in general, I would say women are very um, animated. We can be very animated and we can be very compassionate and passionate about things that we stand firm on. And sometimes we just have to take a step back and say, how do I want to present this? Right. Like, what are my intentions behind this conversation? Have that moment, have that conversation with yourself. Because if you prepare yourself before you go into a conversation, you can kind of control it a little bit where we, whereas um, other than just walking into it blindly. So if, if something happens and you in the heat of the moment and you driving over you like i'm finna tell so-and-so 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 the conversation is gonna go terrible <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's not starting on a good it's on not gonna start on a good note because you already heated but if you tell yourself like kendra this is what this is what we're gonna talk about 
The goal is to get him to do X, Y, and Z. How do you have that conversation with yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want to come out of this conversation? If you want to go off, go off, sis. But you're not going to get your what you want. Right. You're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get what you want. You get more bees with honey. And mm-hmm. that, that is so true with men. Like, honey, you can get whatever you want. But you have to present it in a way that's going to be received. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. We know from experience. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but also with your children. Yeah. Like, this is so big with, with children. Because if you're just fussing and cussing, then they're, they're, they feel, you know, small or they feel hurt or they're, you know, you know, they're fearful of you. Like you want your kids to fear you a little bit, but you also want them to be able to come to you and talk to you about things. You don't want them to be afraid to express themselves because you need them to do that. Especially this day and age, you want them to feel comfortable with speaking up for themselves and being confident in how they speak. And if you're, you know, when you're talking to them at home, if you're shooting them down and not giving them a lot, allowing them time to express themselves, if something crazy happens, they don't have the tools that they need to to give you the information. So tone is really important with our children too and how we word things and how we say it and, and the compassion that we have while we're speaking to them is super important. We're all learning. I'm learning because yeah. it's tough it is especially in the heat of the moment but I feel like that was the hardest thing to learn at the heat in the heat of the moment to be able to say to, to take a different turn even though you're just trying to like push 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 through your your thoughts you know and it's like you know what I'm gonna just I'm gonna make a u-turn right here and uh but again for me I got to that place because my peace became more important than my point. For sure. That's good. That's really good. Because if, yeah. you, if you can focus in on that, it changes your whole perspective. Right. It changes your whole perspective because, you know, I was taught that too. Yeah. So it's a little bit, I'll say it's a little bit easier for me because I was taught that it was modeled for me. My mom started me on a young age with my tone. My dad used to tell me, yo, your mouth going to get you in a whole world of trouble. <laughs> I was always quick with it, you know? Yeah. And they just always told me that. And my mom, especially like how I would just go off on my brothers. And she was, she would stop me dead in my tracks. Like, no, you cannot do that. Do not tear them down. Do not speak right. down to them like that. And that, that kind of like trained me for how to communicate with, especially men, because they're so they're so much more sensitive than us. Like they really are. They really are. are. <laughs> like we can bounce back. Like somebody could say something to me, and I'm like, whatever. I don't care. They ain't no. They ain't important to me. Like they words don't mean nothing. Yeah. Men, especially from a woman that they care about, those yeah. words cut deep. Right. And I mean, they just really do. And so my mom just always told me like. I remember I was going in on my brother one day and she was like, you cannot say that to him. It's <laughs> 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 just like, might as well be cussing him out. You can't yeah. say to him that way. Yeah. And then she broke it down to me. 
and what it does to them and how detrimental it is. And, and she reversed it. How would you like if he said that to you? Would exactly. it hurt you coming from your from your brother that you care about? Wouldn't that hurt you? And I'm like, yeah. And so, you know, that kind of just like helped me in even in my marriage because I know that certain words cut deep. So I don't speak to my husband like that. Right. Now, if I got to go off on him in my head, that's what I do. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I gather my thoughts. <laughs> I gather my I cuss them out of my head. And then once it comes out, I reworded it in yeah. a way that's going to get us to a solution. And my solution is, I don't want you to do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> so how do I communicate? We don't do that. We no. don't do that. <laughs> So how do I communicate that to you so where you understand that we don't do that no more? Exactly. Exactly. And that becomes the goal. How mm -hmm. do you understand my point? Because if if we get in an argument, nothing is solved. Nothing. We don't argue. We do not argue. We talk. And one person has, if somebody, if the other person is getting heated, we remind each other that the goal is to attack the problem and not each other and that's what works for us you know yeah and you know and also when you notice the other person is heated don't try to have a sensible conversation <laughs> yeah let them calm down <laughs> like it's it's just no point and you know what to me too like the pete your peace like because when you get all riled up, you get anxious, yeah. you can't sleep that night. And yeah. it's like, then you get a bad night to sleep. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to have a bad night to sleep. Right. And sometimes if somebody is going crazy and you're just quiet, that could piss them off even more. But sometimes it can just let them hear their own voice. Yeah. I, I'm a type of person, like, if I notice my husband's getting upset or heated, I'd be like, I'll be like, wow! I never thought about it like that. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. I'll just, I'll just start. I'll be like, yeah, that's wow. And then I'm like, I did that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't know that it it would make you feel like that. Now that I see how upset you are about it, I didn't think like, well, well dang, I'm sorry. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that won't work with some people. That they're like, you know, let me make you. You hungry? <laughs> you gotta learn your person, though. You can yeah, it's 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 about your person. Yeah, you have to learn your learn your person. Y'all have to learn each other, and you have to build on these tools. And like I always say, too, it's important to talk about things before they happen. So kind of like lay the lay the lay of the land. Like, how are we going to communicate to each other? What are our you know, what's off limits to talk about or, you know, or how we're going to talk to each other. Like for us, it's like, don't cuss at me. Yeah. Do not, do not cuss at me. That's fighting words. Like we just, we do not talk to each other like that. Exactly. Also have certain things in place of, you know, this is how we want to communicate to each other and stick to it. Exactly. If you got a person that's just like, I ain't doing that, then you might want to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah, I want to re, re you might go back to the drawing board. <laughs> and you know, sometimes you know you did something a little left, and I'll be like, 
if I can't, I know I can't win this, so I'm gonna just join them. You're right. I shouldn't have did it like that. Right. But and you gotta be able to own up to your stuff too. Yeah. You have to be able to own up to your stuff and be like, I was wrong. <laughs> and keep making your peanut butter and jelly. I was wrong. <laughs> I, I, was, I was dead wrong. <laughs> if you want to have a longevity relationship, you gotta be able to do that. You gotta be able yeah. to do that. You know what? Because pride ain't going to get you nowhere. Nowhere. If you stick it to your guns just just, just for the sake of it, it ain't going to get you nowhere. It's why. No, it ain't going to lie. You know and I know that you was wrong. Just go yeah. ahead and say it. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, We don't need to go. You know what it is? It's because I used to do this too. When you're wrong, and you try to explain why you did what you did, even though you knew you was wrong. Yeah. Just say, just say I was wrong. I knew I was wrong. Cause some, that happens. Yeah. Like we're, we're human. And sometimes we just do what we want to do. Exactly. And, and I'm going to do what I want to do type of person. Yeah. And we don't consider, sometimes we don't just consider the outcome. We don't consider who, who's going to hurt or what's on the other side of that. We just kind of do what we want to do in the moment. And if that has repercussions, you gotta be willing to own up to it. Yeah. See, I'm a I'm a type of person where if it's not gonna hurt anybody else, it's not gonna affect anybody else, then I'm gonna just do what I wanna do. I'm gonna just do it. <laughs> yeah, like if it's not gonna hurt anybody, everybody's gonna be all right, it's gonna be cool. I'm gonna just do what I wanna do. Right. Now it's when I have to other people's feelings and this and that, and it's like, okay, it's gotta be a group effort. Okay. Cause if it's not then I'm gonna just do what I'm gonna do. I can't. And you know what? I actually don't believe in like partnerships, like 50 50 partnerships or 50 50 businesses. And that's why it's a big deal that I do the podcast with Kendra. Like, okay, like I trust Kendra. Like, it's fine. Cause I actually don't believe in 50 <laughs> partnerships, like 50 50 businesses. Like, uh-huh. I've seen so many people come through and their friendships just ruined by the end, you know? Yeah. And I was like, if there's anybody I can do a podcast with, it's going to be Kendra. Because one, I didn't even want to do 50-50 business with my husband at first. He had to like, Nicole, it's going to be okay. And <laughs> right. Like, are you sure? Right. And thank goodness it's been fine. We figured out our group. But like, that's why it's a big deal to me to also do the podcast because I'd be like, that 50 50 you know you gotta you gotta care how somebody else feels (laughs) yeah it's very true you have to consider each other you have to care you gotta listen but how it worked out because we showed it was like let's do it (laughs) yeah and look before we know it we'll hit our 100th episode yep we'll see you next week all right you guys thank you so much for listening today we hope you learned something don't forget, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Boom. <laughs> All right, we'll holler at y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.